to just make note of that video again one more time, like how cool that a mother and daughter um, are, are doing what they're doing. I love that the Glass Slipper Girls got to, um, got to model, and um, we're going to see Jen here again in a moment to really um, help wrap up my message this morning. But uh, this morning, I, I, I want to not only honor the mothers, like, you know, like who have children right now, but something that every single one of us in this room have in common is, is the fact that we all have mothers that we've come from, right? And I, again, don't get me wrong, I, I want to be honored. Like yesterday was awesome when Caleb like gave the kids baths and um, cleaned up the dishes and did all that. I've got manicure and pedicure. I want to be honored, don't get me wrong, that was awesome. But um, I believe that no matter what your relationship was like with your mom, I want you to know that God destined for you to be in your mother's womb. And whatever your relationship was like with her, whether good or bad, I was just telling my mom through social media, through Facebook, <laughs> um, that it took me far too long for me to appreciate all that she had done for me and made my life possible because of the way she raised me. But if she or your mom didn't do anything else but carry you in her womb, for t almost 10 months, give life, deliver you, and give you life, she fulfilled a huge calling on her life and is able to allow you, allow, allow you to fill out the purpose and calling that you have in your life. And so to this morning, I want to talk about purpose because it's something that we navigate all the time. How many people have asked the question, what is my purpose? Okay. And having, I remember being in grade school, just sitting there and like going through, okay, well, then if I was created, then who created God and who came before? You know, all those things, you know, you just go through all that, those thinking patterns. Well, inevitably, when you're facing situations or hardships in your life where you're like, who am I supposed to marry? Um, what job am I supposed to take? What school am I supposed to go to? You're making all these um, choices and situations. It ultimately leads to the greater, broader what's my purpose on this earth kind of question, right? And so I, I feel like I have the answer. You know, it's found in the book that all of the world agrees is full of wisdom, and it's the word of God. Psalm 139, 13 says this, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. If God knit us together in our mother's womb and purpose for us to do something on this planet, then we can find the answer in him and in his all-knowing, all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent power. And that's through his wisdom. If you want to know your purpose on this earth, then we need to seek wisdom and understanding. So this morning, I'm going to share a bunch of scriptures um, throughout the word of God, just these, these concepts of wisdom that will help us answer these situational and broad questions of purpose. And I really came across, um, I really got excited when I came across a Proverbs, um, Proverbs 8. If you've ever gone through Proverbs or read through it, it's interesting to me that um, wisdom is personified as a female. And so now I don't want any women in this house to go home and tell them that they're wiser than their spouse because wisdom in the Bible is a female, okay? Because it's more of a Hebrew transitional or translational thing and, you know, words in other languages have feminine or masculine meanings. But this is for everybody in the house. 
Um, this is for everybody in the house, and we're, we're talking about wisdom. But when I came to, for Proverbs 8, 32 30 through 36, I thought it was so interesting because I'm speaking on Mother's Day, and the advice that's being given by wisdom was like from a female. And I felt like this was the ultimate parental, motherly, mostly parental, because it's not male or female, parental advice. And it is to get wisdom. The ultimate parental advice that we could ever offer our kids or ever learn that God's trying to speak to us is that there is wisdom in him. So read, read with me Proverbs 8, 32 through 36. And it says this, And now, O sons, sons and daughters, listen to me, wisdom. Blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, wisdom, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me, wisdom, injures himself and all who hate me, hate wisdom, loves death. Pretty intense, right? And I feel like it's a mother, it's our father, it's Father God telling us that we need to seek wisdom. We need to get wisdom if we want to find life and obtain favor from the Lord. If you want to find favor and find life and purpose and meaning, it's found through the wisdom of a heavenly father, through a heavenly father. And so I'm just going to talk about wisdom this morning through the advice given throughout Proverbs. If you ever want to do a study on Proverbs too, or on wisdom, by the way, if you're like that person on the faith journey and you're just trying to understand meaning and purpose, I would really encourage you to go through Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And those three books are just you know, packed with wisdom and different facets of wisdom. But Proverbs 4, 7 says this, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom and whatever you do, get insights. So not only do we want to know things and, have, and be wise, but we want to have understanding, which comes from reading the rest of the word of God and from asking God for that insight into the wisdom that he gives us. But then to complete wisdom um, and to get full, the fullness of wisdom is not just to get the wisdom and insight, but to act out the wisdom. The two ladies that you saw on the screen are acting out wisdom. How many people know that? Not everybody who is wise practices what they preach. And that's the point later on. I jumped ahead, but that's okay. So what, how, I mean, do we heed the greatest parental advice we've ever been given? How do we gain wisdom? Number one, we prioritize wisdom. We prioritize it. Proverbs 4, 8 says this, prize her highly, prize wisdom highly, and wisdom will exalt you. Wisdom will honor you if you embrace her. I love that. Proverbs 16, 16 says this, to get wisdom is better than gold. And otherwise, you can't buy a good life, a purposeful life, a meaningful life with money. Nothing can buy a great life. Wisdom, wisdom is what you need in order to walk out a great, fulfilling, purposeful life. I know um, as a parent, or as an individual without kids, I, want, I had a priority of parenting, and it shifted when I actually had kids. So what I'm trying to say is when I would go out with my sister and her four kids in a public restaurant, my priority for her parenting 
was to have her kids get under control. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? <laughs> or it's just like, okay, get your kids under control. They're, they're screaming. They're screaming. Everybody's looking at us. You know, has anybody been there? Um, and I, I didn't quite understand the whole parenting thing, obviously, because I didn't have kids. But back then, my, my thing was just like, man, just tell them you're going to spank them if you're not going to get their act together. Or Tita's going to withhold. I'm going to withhold some candy from them. If they don't just get it together, I love you, you know? Like, it was, it was like that. And then when I became a parent, it kind of shifted to, wait a second, you're acting out, and this is embarrassing, and I'm trying to avoid, like, this thought that everyone's judging me as a parent, you know? Moms, please tell me you understand what I'm talking about. And so you're like, but wait a minute. And I, I learned this from a book, um, Loving Your Kids on Purpose, greatest book. Danny Silk, um, look it up, women, moms, dads, it's a great book. But I realized that if I'm just teaching my child to have good behavior, then I'm almost just creating a shell of a person. Because here's what happens. When they are, when they're like out of my house, out of my nest, and they're thrust into this world where they're, they have, they're afforded all the freedoms of the world, right? If all they can think is, well, I, ha I can make a choice here, um, and I don't have my mom nagging at me. I'll make whatever choice I want. Cool, right? I'll make whatever choice I want. And then I'm like, gosh, if I'm just telling my kid, behave right, behave right, behave right, and then they're afforded all these freedoms, I don't know if that's gonna, they're going to start making good choices if their mom isn't behind them going, behave right, behave right, right? And so I started thinking about this idea and concept of prioritizing in my parenting, Am I going to prioritize good behavior or I'm going to prioritize teaching them to make good choices? What's going to create a greater individual in the future and a greater adult and somebody who's going to, you know, contribute to society? Well, I think the person who's going to make good choices, not out of fear that their mom's going to spank them, not out of fear that their mom's going to withhold something from them, but because they know that they know that this is a good choice. I feel like, as adults, we need to get to the place where we're not just making choices and walking in behaviors just, just because. We need to be packed full of wisdom in order to make the right choices and, and behave rightly. Here's what I'm trying to say. My priority as a parent shifted. And my priority as an adult needs to shift from attaining being able to look a certain way on social media, being able to attain a certain job, being able to um, have a certain amount of money, but I need to have wisdom. I, want to, I don't want to just be a shell of a person with no purpose, and wisdom gives us purpose. Wisdom gives us understanding. Wisdom makes, makes us more of a person. Here's what I, what, I, what I said first service. What you prioritize will develop your character and ultimately determine your behaviors. What you prioritize will develop your character and ultimately determine your behaviors. We need to ask God for more wisdom, more wisdom in our life so that we're not just a shell of a person. So then when we have a faith crisis, we don't know what to do with ourselves. So then when things get hard, we, we, we're not, we know what to do with ourselves. We're not confused. So that when our marriages are falling apart, we know that what we're going to hold on to, 
We're going to know what character choices to make. When we're up against these temptations to be unethical in our jobs, in our workplaces, we're going to know with wisdom how to respond, how to act. We don't want to be a shell of, Christ follow, of a Christ follower, do we? We want to be full of wisdom. I believe our priority in life has got to change from prioritizing achieving a look, a look, a good life, appearing to be a good life on social media, and more on wisdom, a life of wisdom. Think about what motivates your behavior when it comes to social media, for instance. Even though behind closed doors you are fighting with your spouse and you are angry and you're frustrated and you guys are super ugly to one another, how many people know it doesn't change when you post a really nice picture of them on social media? Right? We want to be people full of wisdom. Think about the things that we do, um, what, what motivates your behavior in getting into a certain relationship. Is it something that's going to last for a long time? Or is it just a temporal thing, a conditional thing that's fulfilling you for a moment? When we're full of wisdom, we become a part of relationships that are long-standing, that are sustainable, that are life-giving. Without wisdom, we just have temporal happiness and not that eternal joy that we can experience. So we need to prioritize wisdom above all else. Prioritize wisdom. That's how we're going to get Wisdom, number one. And number two, we need to pursue wisdom. Pursue wisdom. And there's so many ways of pursuing wisdom, so I'm just going to try to popcorn through these scriptures really quick because I believe that's where we find wisdom in the Word of God. But how do you pursue wisdom? James 1.5 tells us this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Pray for wisdom. God gives so generously. Pursue wisdom by asking God for it. I just love my daughter the other day. She had fallen into the coffee shop, which by the way, it is Mother's Day, so you're going to get a lot of mommy-daughter, mommy-son illustrations, because I can. It's Mother's Day, and I have the microphone. Okay, so she fell into the um, coffee table, then all of a sudden, um, the next day after school, she's like, Lifted up her shirt and said, Mommy, look it. I'm all healed because teacher prayed for it. And I thought, man, I love that childlike faith. And I, I love that she attributed the healing to God because she just knew that as on the normal, on the regular, we pray for healing. We pray for things and God gives us. We have a house because God gives it to us. We have blessings in our life because God gives it to us. We have Lolo and Lola and Mimi and Papa and brothers and sisters because God gives us all those things. Because God is generous. And so he's not going to withhold things from us. So if we just ask him for wisdom, if we ask him for wisdom, he will generously give us wisdom. So let's have childlike faith and ask for it. How else do you pursue wisdom? You read the book of wisdom, which we're doing today, the Bible. We read the word of God. Psalm 19:7. the law of the Lord is perfect. The word of God is perfect, reviving the soul. When you pursue wisdom, it's not like this exhausting pursuit. It's not meant to be that way. He's not trying to hide himself from us. He wants to reveal himself to us. That's why he left us the word of God. That's why he left us the Holy Spirit. He wants to speak to you. He wants to give you wisdom. The law 
of the Lord, the word of God revives you. It's not exhausting. It will replenish you. It will refresh you. It will revive you. That's what the word of God does. Read it for understanding too. Not just, not just to have wisdom, but read and ask God for understanding. Ask God and pray for understanding. Because it's not, I mean, you can read the Bible all day long and know what it says in certain parts, but if you don't ask God to give you understanding, then it's, it's in vain. Oh, it's great knowledge for you to have. Knowledge puffs up. Knowledge makes you really haughty. Knowledge, to a certain degree, makes you kind of snooty because <laughs> you just know everything. And I am, you know, ask Caleb. I can be a total know-it-all, and it's not very nice. It can be a little ugly. <laughs> And that doesn't reveal the character of God. So we got to get to the point where we're reading the book of wisdom. We're reading the law of God and asking him for understanding. And he, I love this, in 19.7, it says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Making wise the simple. How many times have you opened up the word of God and you're just like, what's going on? <laughs> like the law, like what, what's the genealogy about? I can't even pronounce that, you know. Like, what's the Lamb of God, but what, he's a lion? Ooh. You know, so it's like confusing, right? But I really truly believe that he makes wise the simple. I believe that verse. So if you are approaching the word of God just being like, man, I don't understand this. I don't get it. He makes wise the simple. Ask and pray for understanding. I love that he does this. And how else do we pursue wisdom? We surround ourselves with wise people. Proverbs 13, 13, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. Birds of a feather flock together, right? You know, I just, I want to give a moment um, to just honor my husband. I know it's Mother's Day, but I can honor my husband, father. Um, and he's probably one of the wisest people that I know. Um, probably, maybe it's because of the previous guys I had dated. I'm not trying to bash them, but I, maybe it's comparatively or whatever. But I just feel like... Man, when I started dating him, I was like, he makes a lot of good choices. This is a good choice for me, you know? And I could just rest in the fact that I knew he was going to make good choices. And I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for your leadership in my life, and I'm sure the rest of the church is thankful too. I'm not going to cry. So, but what I love about my husband is that some of his closest friends, some of his closest friends are three pastors in the city, one who's a missionary, another one who's a missionary into Southeast Asia, and then another who's like a power project church volunteer servant to the max. Josh, you've seen him around here. I mean, these are the kinds of guys that he surrounded himself with throughout high school and to college. And I'm just like, surround yourself with wise people. I'm not saying surround yourselves with pastors and missionaries. I mean, surround yourselves with people who make great choices. And you will become more wise. You know, I think about even my, my own life and my sisters. And the closest people that I have probably in my life are my sisters. And I admire them for the wisdom that they've brought me. In fact, I have those kinds of sisters that when we're talking on the phone, I'm taking notes. Because what they're saying is so profound. Look for those people in your life. Pursue wisdom. Pursue wisdom, praying for it, reading the word, surrounding yourself with the right people, and pursue wisdom by practicing wisdom. I said this a little bit earlier, but practice what you preach. Wisdom isn't at its fullest. Wisdom isn't at the, at the pinnacle of what it could be if we are not acting it out. 
I think about my son who um, he started playing baseball and he's a kindergartner, only kindergartner on a first and second grade. That was totally a mom brag. Anyway, <laughs> um, but he's playing baseball and it's so funny, every time they're on defense, the parents, all the parents are shouting out, okay, plays at first, next batter goes, and the other players at second, made it to second or first base, and it's like, okay, plays at second, then more people are hitting, there's still, I mean, there's a lot of runs, you know, it's like, okay, plays at, at um, home plate, hey, make sure that when, um, when the ball gets to the shortstop that you cover second base, you know, the parents just telling you what to do, what to do, what to do. And inevitably, all the kids, all of them, especially Kanan. Yes, I know, 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 mom, come on, let's go, I know. And then ball gets hit. Everybody's just standing there, you know, and it's like, what, I thought you knew. You said you knew. You know, <laughs> that's what all of his parents are saying. And it's like, no, you need to go to second base, blah, 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 all these things. But here's the thing. We do the same thing. I know, I know, I know. I read the Bible. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know I'm supposed to be nice. I know I'm supposed to love. I know I'm supposed to forgive. But do we do it? Do we practice what we preach? We can't say that we're godly wisdom full of people. We're not full of wisdom, godly wisdom, if we're not acting out what we preach. Oh, love thy neighbor. That neighbor, not so much. <laughs> Forgive, love, put others before yourself. Don't brag about your kids, you know, humble, you know, be humble. Wisdom is humility, guys. But truly, let's get to the place where we're not saying, I know, I know, I know, I know, do, 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 because it says this in James 3.13, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good content, con conduct, let him show his works. Let him show his works. You know, sometimes we're so good at being like, no, Christianity isn't just about good works. It's all relationship, 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 relationship. Well, then prove to me that your relationship with Jesus is real by works. Works. Who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. How are you behaving on social media? Are you pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits? Pursue wisdom. Pursue wisdom. And finally, the way we're going to get true godly wisdom the kind of wisdom that's going to give us a fulfilling, purposeful, meaningful life is if we, number three, predicate wisdom on Jesus. Predicate wisdom on Jesus. Guys, I needed another P and I got it. <laughs> predicate wisdom on Jesus. And P, predicate, excuse me, is just about saying that this is the foundation of all wisdom that I have in my life. And it's the fact that Jesus is who he says he was. The Jesus that every religion in this world says, way to go, he was a good man, you should follow him. The wisdom that I have is based on the Jesus who wasn't just an, a prophet, wasn't just a good man, but was the savior of the world. The savior of the world that came to rescue me from my my life for my worst sin who saved me on my worst day Jesus is who we need to predicate 
our wisdom on. Because here's what it says in Colossians 1, 16 through 17. For by him, Jesus, all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him, Jesus, for him, Jesus. And he is before all things and in him, Jesus, holds all things together. Him, Jesus, makes our life go round and round. He, him, Jesus, holds us in the palm of his hands. Him, Jesus, makes everything make sense. Everything makes sense if Jesus is at the center of our understanding. Jesus, and who, I love this, Colossians 2, 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Jesus, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Jesus. When we can find out and understand the person of Jesus, we gain all wisdom in Jesus' name. I love Colossians. And actually, Caleb and I were just talking about this. It's so funny how the more Christians we sit down with, sometimes it's like we're a little biblically illiterate. You know, we don't really understand what the word of God means. And so we were actually just saying, you know, we need to learn to read the Bible and ask for that understanding. And, and the, well, who is Jesus, really? The books that we gave all the people, the kids who were um, dedicated, is it's a book called the Jesus Story Bible Book. Because if, if you didn't know this, the whole Bible is about Jesus. It's his whole story from Genesis to Revelation. Everything about the Bible hinges on Jesus and the story of who he is. And so we want to get to the place where we're sure that we are teaching the Word of God because we want to really teach the Word of God and really understand who Jesus is by being true to it and by studying it. So next month, or actually next week, we're going to start a new series on Colossians going verse by verse by verse by verse to really understand the Word of God. But I want you to understand that everything hinges on Jesus. Everything. And I love this, 2 Timothy 3.15. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with sacred writings, this is, uh, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The word of God and all wisdom, the purpose of it is for us to find salvation through faith. So Jesus is pursuing you this morning is what I wanna say. And he wants you to have all wisdom so that you can receive salvation through faith. That is the purpose of wisdom. That is the purpose of all understanding. Understanding Jesus' love for you is the pinnacle of all reason, of all wisdom and reason. I had the most stimulating conversations with some people close to me this week on vacation. And, uh, um, it was conversations about the Bible, God, and universe, and all these things, and man, so many people, including this person who's just on this journey, including myself, is on this journey for finding wisdom. And the longer I talked to this person, I just kept on saying, wow, these are all really great things. I agree with um, finding truth in a lot of different spaces. I, I feel like there's truth in um, Buddhism. I, there's truth um, in a lot of a lot of places, a lot of worldly, what Christians typically call worldly things. There's truth. 
there. There's wisdom there because all truth is God's truth. But what I want to encourage you is to make sure that you're lining everything up to the ultimate truth. Not even just the word of God, but Jesus. Understanding the Bible, not just as the sacred text, but as the story of who Jesus is. Jesus, understanding his love for you is the pinnacle of all wisdom. And when you understand that he loved you so much, and I mean, no other God, no other, no other religion follows a man who came to earth, who came to earth and walked a perfect life. You, do you think about this? He walked a perfect life. And because he walked a perfect life, he was able to give his life for us as a ransom. You guys, we don't deserve the life we're living. We don't deserve forgiveness. No one else can wipe out the sin and the guilt and the futures of our past or our future like Jesus can. When we understand who Jesus is, we don't have to ask the question, what's my purpose? What's my meaning? What is this life all about? It's about understanding that Jesus came to rescue you. He loves you. And we need to love others the way he loved us. We need to forgive others. We need to, we need to not, not hold shame over them. We should forgive people. We should love them lavishly. He's not trying to hide you. If you are on a faith journey looking for Jesus, and if you continue on this faith journey looking for Jesus, you will find him. He is not trying to hide himself from you. He wants you to know him, and he's pursuing you. He loves you. He loves you so much. And I don't know of any other God that loves me the way Jesus loves me.